Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Good evening and welcome to this episode of Ragtag Radio. We'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. My name is Fabian. I am your temporary, contemporary, exponentiary host for the evening. And we were supposed to have a special guest. She's running behind, skipping out, doing something more important. And if she manages to get here, great. And if she don't, well, another drop in the bucket. We have a lot of things going on this evening. We've got AT&T and uh, DirecTV refunding money for NFL Sunday ticket. We have an election. Y'all may have heard about it down in Alabama. And the only thing I want to know is which one of them is not a Roll Tide fan and whichever one that is, that's who would get my vote. Uh, We have Trump tweeting about a rocket launch (laughs) that never happened. We have the media calling this election in Alabama doomsday for the president should he lose because he has suffered significant setbacks in the government like his travel ban and uh, last I checked the travel ban went into effect so I don't see that as being a setback oh let's see I could go on rants about many other things that I've had to deal with in the last couple of days did get to use a little bit of uh, Hakido last night uh, so I was uh, <laughs> hadn't got to use that in a while. So some Hikido, a high five to the face, as it were. Anyway, having said that, welcome everybody, and let's get started. As I mentioned, DirecTV is offering refunds to anyone who is upset over the kneeling of the NFL players, and that is unheard of. They once the NFL season starts, you usually can't get your 280 bucks back from that. But there's been such a such an outcry that they're offering it. I also think that it's a little bit self-serving for them to offer it, given uh, who some of their companies are intertwined with, and they don't want to tick off uh, John Q. Americana. Well, but, have you ever tried to call in and cancel anything? Well, they're streamlining this. Streamlining this. They have an 800 number set up just for that. Yeah, DirecTV. I guarantee you they got their best salespeople on there going, they're coming to us. We don't have to do a thing, and we're going to talk them out of We may talk about this, but we're going to talk them into something else. Guaranteed. Maybe. Write that but down. But it's, it's still at the end of the day you have the you have the NFL suffering. Now, yep. I've I've often... I I am actually on the other side of this issue because I believe that unless the owners of the team I think the owners tell them to stand up and to respect the national anthem and the flag, that they have every right to kneel down. Is it respectful? No. 
Is it the right thing to do? No. But the very men and women and the artifact that they are protesting, people have died for, for that right, for the ability to peacefully protest against that which you disagree with. And but isn't, wait a minute, Fabian. Not at their job. It is protected speech if they're trying to keep them from saying something. The First Amendment does not apply to you on your job. That is correct. That's which right. is why, which is why I said that unless the owners say something, they have the right. Now, if the owners, i.e., Jerry Jones, who, by the way, disappointed me by going out last night and kneeling down. Yeah. Uh, unless the owners say something, the players can do what they will. And you don't have to like the fact that these people take a knee. But well, at the but end of the also, day, they have the freedom of expression. And that is what everybody needs to remember. Business. But it doesn't pertain to private business. That's Actually, it does pertain to private business. Not according to the Constitution, it doesn't. According to the Constitution, let me just give you a little secret. The freedom of expression is not infringed on because of a business. As a matter of fact, you cannot infringe on freedom of expression, freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom of anything at a job. Can't do it. I can sit here and name you companies from now until the time we go off the air that says otherwise. You can't do it. Well, well what about the when I worked for the when I worked for the government, you were not allowed to discuss politics, or you were written up. Well, let so, me give you a little secret my, about the government. You're not allowed to talk politics. Where's my freedom of expression? As a federal employee, you can't. See, that's different. And you sign a waiver when you take that job that says, I will not just like as a, as a member of the federal government, you're a member of the union. But you have no authority to strike. If you strike, you give up your right. You sign an affidavit. That said, so do they. I will not strike so as a federal they. employee. According to their operation manual, they sign a contract that they will stand That's at the beginning correct. of the anthem. It's not correct. Yeah. It is incorrect. Well, that was in the way last year. I read it in the NFL yeah. manual, and I'm telling you, it is incorrect. The only thing that it says is that the players will be on the sideline. For the national anthem, does not say one word about standing. Does not say one word about sitting. Does not say anything. Just says that they will be on the sidelines. So the teams, the Steelers, the Titans, uh, the Seahawks, and whatever other team it was that chose to stay in the locker room actually violated the NFL covenant that they have. The other teams yep. they didn't. Pittsburgh was one of them too. They were supposedly fined a million bucks. So you cannot, you know, again, this is the problem. Stuff gets out there and people don't do due diligence. They take something that shows up in a meme and off they run with it. Well, pull out the contracts and read them. Now, if the owners, if the 32 owners would get out there and say, okay, enough is enough, okay? If the Titans owner, if she had come out and said, look, I respect your right to protest at any time. However, when you're on my time, you will show respect to the Stars and Stripes. That's one thing. Then they have to fall in line or they can leave their employment. 
Okay, but the owners chose not to do that. The NFL chose Coward. not to do that. Coward. The NBA has chosen will. not to do that. NASCAR. Well, several team owners yes. in NASCAR told their people, look, you better do it right. Well, then NASCAR comes behind them and is like, well, we support our fellow sports leagues, blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, guess what? Not interested. Have it one way or have it the other. You can't have it both ways in the in these organizations. Either the owners and the leagues get on board, or we're going to continue to have this. And the bigger problem are the fans. Okay? Now, Monday Night Football. <laughs> so many people <coughs> knew what was going to happen on Monday Night Football. Excuse me. However, they should, they should have left. However, you saw the crowd still there. They booed, but did they stay and watch the game? That's what that's what's so hypocritical. Did they still go and buy the concessions? Did they, you know, did they go pay five dollars for tap water like they did at the Patriots? Yes. So until the pocketbook gets hit. This whole deal is nothing more than lip service. Yeah. If you truly want to make a stand, turn off the TV and make the advertisers wake up and pay attention. I will tell you that some advertisers did, in fact, drop people from their their, uh, contracts on Monday morning as a result of them taking a knee. And the young man with Pittsburgh that was seen in the tunnel standing alone. Now, he come out and did a press conference because a lot of people were making a big deal about that. And he's like, look, I'd agreed to stay in the room or in the in the locker area, but he's like, look, I have to stand for the for the flag and the Pledge of Allegiance. That's right. And he happened to come but too far he, out of the tunnel. Yes, he did. But then he, came, but then he turned around and said, I'm sorry, I did it because I threw my team under the bus. No, he didn't. He never once said he was sorry he did it. Yes, he did. He yeah. came out and said he was sorry he did it. Listen, I read the transcript. I read the transcript today, okay? What he said was that he's sorry that he came so far out of the tunnel and that he was seen without his teammates behind him because he thought his teammates were behind him. He never said he was sorry for the act. As a matter of fact, at the end of the press conference, the last question when he made his statement, he said, I have to stand for the national anthem and the flag. Okay? He is sorry that such a hubbub was made about it, and the way I understood it was uh, they were supposed to be behind him, and he wasn't supposed to be as far out as he ended up. And I don't know if you all know this, but they were talking about when the National Anthem plays, all movement in the tunnels are stopped. So they stop all movement. The The security guards know down to the second when that national anthem is going to start playing. So, um, listen, we we have to, and then we'll move on, but we have to be mindful, guys, that in this country we have to be willing to stand beside those that we would spend our lifetimes railing against and allow them to have uh, their freedom of expression, even if we don't agree with it. I'm not going to get the real quick, buddy. That disrespects the flag and disrespects our veterans. No, I'm Other, not getting behind that. Otherwise, something real quick. Otherwise, we disrespect 
and take for granted those that died for that very ability to express. We don't have to like it, and we don't have to disrespect it. But at the end of the day, they've got the right to do that. Well, like they'll it do not. it without me. They'll do it without me because I'll never watch another NFL game. And that's, after what that's the right. After what the that's, that's my point, Barbara. That is my whole point in this. If you that's want people to wake up and pay attention, then you hit them where the pocketbook is. Otherwise, it's lip service. I haven't watched an NFL game since this started at the beginning of the season. I Which is very disappointing because I, I wanted to see the Titans beat the Seahawks. But my game day is Saturday. So, Jill, you have the floor. I am to be honest. This whole thing really makes me very sad. And I'll try to explain why. You know, these people have been violent in our streets. We didn't listen. Now they're using a national platform, and they're really getting attention, aren't they? And we're still not listening. And that's all I got to say. Well, you're you're right in the in the sense that you know things could have been handled a little differently, but there's no excuse. And nobody can make excuses for the stuff in the streets. Okay? I mean, there's there's no excuse for what they did, and they don't deserve a platform. No one is trying to – I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm simply stating what happened. They're trying to get people to listen, and we are not. And therefore, we got police dying. I mean, at what point are we going to stop and say, you know something – Let's go try to pull up the records, at least in the three or four or five biggest cities in the country, and let's go see where the injustice is, because if there is some, then we need to address it. If there is not, then we you know, then about, wait a minute, so that they realize that they are getting equal justice under the law. But I am here to tell you, I have personally, in the last 24 hours, had conversations with two of two black men that I graduated from high school with, who now, one's a doctor, and the other one works for P&G. They are educate, college-educated men, and they have both been subject to bad treatment from police officers. So we can sit, and we can complain, and we can fuss, and we can fight, and we can even go into a civil war if we want to, or maybe we can stand back and address the issue, because they're going to keep arguing and fussing and fighting until it's done. That's my yeah. opinion. That's my opinion. And I, personally, we all bleed red, no matter what our skin color, and that's what worries me, because it's happened once before, and history tends to repeat itself. And Actually, I think we need to start right. thinking about the golden rule a, a little bit more. Again, I wonder how we'd feel if we tried walking down the street or driving down the road in a car and the police got brutal with us. Well, let me just lay some facts out there. Number one, history doesn't repeat itself. Okay? Forgetting history tends to cause it to repeat itself. Okay? History forgotten tends to repeat itself. Secondly, 
if you look at crime statistics across this country, okay, I don't know where your doctor friend's from. I don't know where the other friend is from. But here's the deal. If you look in communities where it's primarily white people, it's white-on-white crime. If you look at primarily black communities, it's black-on-black crime. So depending on where they're at, what they were doing, listen, this whole driving while black, yeah, it might happen in some locales, but it doesn't happen all over the country. And if you do get pulled over driving while black, is there a reason for that? Primary cops are shot by what color individual? In 2016, and so far in 2017, the shooter, the shooter of cops was what color? Black. Okay. So let's just call it like it is. Not everybody's on a pedestal when it comes to justice, and justice isn't equal, and everybody knows that. Justice has to do with how much money you've got in your pocket or who you know. Trust me. Okay. I've been on the receiving end of it. That is been on. Then we got to do something about that. Well, then what do you do, Jill? I can tell you what you do. How many people did you register to vote this week? What you do is you keep your nose out of trouble. That's what you do. Really? You stay from the cops. As I recall, as I recall Jill. It turns one you way, you turn the other way. That's how I live my life because I don't want to have full of it. As I recall, well, wait you kept your nose. Wait a minute. Hang on. Hang on. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to nip this one right in the butt, and I'm going to use Jill to do it. Jill, I recall you keeping your nose out of trouble. Didn't you get detained by the cops at one point in time? Excuse me. I was falsely accused, and I proved that I was innocent. That's my point. But that's my point. You were falsely accused. It happens. Okay? A white woman. Was it justice? That's my point. Was it justice? Did you like it when you were detained? No. That's my point. Okay? It happens. Was it a travesty of justice because you got detained? No, because it got sorted out. And in the end, most of these things do get sorted out. But you match the description. Did that make you the person? No. But the cops did that. Oh, the hey. I Jill simply did. was chosen because there was something black on the on the the video, and that thing that was black on the video happened to be my sunglasses and not her wallet, as was accused. But so that's my point. Is something on you. accused is falsely accused, and know, I know it happens. And what worries me or what, what scares me about it is that that can happen know, to anybody. Walking to a convenience store can happen to you. Trust me, I know. Okay? I know. Did I complain about it? No. Did I whine about it? No. I did what had to be done. Okay? It's just it's the way it is. Now, and that's my point. Instead of sitting down and whining and bitching about it, do something about it, okay? Can I, can There's I all kinds of things out there. And, yes, you have the floor next, Tammy. <laughs> Thank you. I, it was my understanding. Now, I'm, I get a little half-hymers every once in a while. It was my understanding that Barack Obama had um, the Department of Justice to go to Memphis, uh, St. Louis, up there where all the little hot spots were, and went over them with a fine-tooth comb, and he really – didn't find anything. I mean, these places that the there are higher rate or higher incidence of are arrest. You, are you referring to? Are you referring to civil rights violations? 
What did he do? Was that, that not what, what he talking? did with the Department of Justice? That he went to uh, Ferguson and Memphis and all these other places where there's a higher uh, population of black people, and they were supposedly being being done wrongly. If you're did if he, you're talking if you're talking about uh, if you're talking about them doing civil rights violations. They found that there were none. In Ferguson, they did have them put some procedures in place, but otherwise found that there were no um, no violations. With 37% of the vote in the more strange race, Judge Roy Moore with 58% of the Yay. vote, strange with 42% of the vote. Yay. I am uh, I am looking at the areas where is being counted, and it looks like that, based on what I know of the Alabama precincts, unless Strange makes it up in Tuscaloosa, Mobile, and a couple of other metro areas, it looks like Roy Moore will be the candidate facing against the Democratic challenger in November. And that's going to be, that's a sad day for Alabama. A sad day. Anyway, all right. Anybody else? When he's anybody else on the topic of the flag? Karen's on the call. Who? Karen. Karen just joined us. All right. Well, in that case, since she's here, we'll zip it about our current conversation (laughs) and uh, give Karen the floor. Hey, Karen. How's it going? Hey, Lynn. How are you, Tammy? Everything's pretty good. I just jumped off a conference call and, and um, thought I would jump over here and join you all. Well, you missed our little celebratory uh, dance, that victory dance that we all did that Corker is not going to. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew he wasn't going to because he, he knew darn right well he wasn't going to win. So well, yeah. Yeah. Now it's with the open seat, it's going to be. It's going to be pandemonium in the Republican oh, primary. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I guess that gives Joe Carr a reason to jump in now. Oh, gee. Well, well yeah, my, my, uh, I'm curious as to uh, whether we'll see um, Marsha Blackburn, you know, some Blackburn maybe Blackburn, jump in. Blackburn don't want it right now. It, the okay. rumor mill, The rumor mill has it. Based on my information inside of the state GOP, and I've got two pretty good sources near the top, both say that Zach Womp will jump in. Really? And if Zach jumps in, he's the automatic front runner, and he has nearly $16 million sitting back in his campaign coffers from years ago. Wow. And he's the, he's, He's well-liked, and he's well-liked in an area that people need, and that's Chattanooga, Knoxville, that upper right. East Tennessee corridor. Well, I voted for his son when he <laughs> when, Weston. when he was running, yeah. Or Weston. Yeah, Weston. Weston. Yeah, yeah. Weston. Well, well, I wasn't, you know, I he, he ran against Fleischman, and I'm just so Chuck, anti-Fleischman that Chuck Fleischman, know, I would have snake. I would have voted for, for his dog. Before I would yeah, vote, no, I, 
Mm-mm. I've never voted for Fleshman, and I never will. Um, but the anyhow, only reason Chuck Fleshman mm-hmm. won was because of Chip Saltzman. Had Chip Saltzman not been behind him that first yep. go round, he never would have mm. done it. Yep. 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 He, anyway, tell us about uh, tell us yeah, about well, what you've been working on and how people can get involved and how it affects parents. Okay, well, um, it's it's involving the ESSA, which is the Every Student Succeeds Act, uh, which was passed in December of 2015, uh, much to the dismay of, of many of us who made calls and begged our legislators not to pass ESSA. Uh, unlike our legislators, many of us actually did take the time to rip the bill apart and read it, uh, there's no way that our legislators read it before they voted on it. Uh, so, um, and we all know, anybody that's been involved in the fight against Common Core, that one of the things President Obama did was in 2011, December of 2011, um, passed changes to the FERPA regulations, which is the uh, bill that was passed to basically protect our children's education uh, records. And President Obama changed the regulations, which enabled him to bypass Congress, so they they didn't have to vote on it, changed the regulations that pretty much give just about anybody the opportunity to get a hold of our children's private data and information. So what we... uh, put together is a campaign to repeal ESSA and to restore FERPA. And we kicked that off last Wednesday, September the 20th. We had two press conferences, one in Austin, Texas, and one in Indianapolis, Indiana. And the reason that we picked Indiana was twofold. Uh, One, it is the home state of Vice President Pence, who, while he was governor of Indiana, They passed a bill to repeal Common Core, and what they got instead of a repeal of Common Core was a rebrand of Common Core. And our vice president was the governor of Indiana when that all took place. Uh, Also, it is the home state of Representative Todd Rokita. And Todd Rokita was one of two sponsors of the House bill that was used to create HR5 was the, was the bill name, and that was the House version of ESSA. So, and he's running for U.S. Senate, uh, so he's very sensitive to, to this issue. Uh, he has been confronted on several occasions, and he basically uh, has just pretty much been arrogant and just told people, you're uninformed, you don't know what you're talking about. So... That's what we're doing. We kicked it off on September the 20th. We had a national press release. We have 21 state leaders so far. Um, The states that we don't have leaders in, we still sent the press release out to all of them as well. And, um, you know, we've gotten quite a few, several articles have been written about what we're doing since the press conference. We've had some interviews. Uh, We have a member of the Connecticut State um, Bar Association that wants to uh, meet with Anita Hogue and and talk about what we're doing. So I thought that was interesting. Um, We had Dr. Duke Pesta as our Master of Ceremonies in Indiana. 
and about three-quarters of the way through his presentation in the state capitol, they cut the microphones off. So we had to proceed oh, with... Like the GOP yeah. convention. <laughs> so, uh, yes, and we were told that uh, they were ordered to turn the microphones off. So um, we had to continue with the press conference without any microphone, so it was quite difficult. Uh, so what we're doing right now is we have a copy of that press release because it was live streamed. So we do have it recorded. Um, we are we are in the studios at Freedom Project Academy, which um, is an endeavor of Dr. Duke Pestis, and we're re-recording our speeches, and we're going to put that together, and we're going to post both of them side by side, so you can see actually what they did to us and how they cut us off, and what we had to do just to be heard in the audience. And then you'll get a nice, clean, loud, you know, copy to be able to listen to, and that'll be posted on our website. Um, the website is called ChildAbuseInTheClassroom.com. We also have a Facebook page of the same name, Child Abuse in the Classroom, and we also have a Twitter account, and it's um, of course the at sign C A, like Charles Apple in the CR, Charles Robert. And it's just an abbreviation for child abuse in the classroom. Um, so it's CA in the CR. So, you know, what we need people to do is, is just to jump on board, you know, join the Facebook page, um, follow our Twitter handle, go to the website, see all of the information that we have posted there, uh, we do have a tab for the Indiana press conference and a tab for the Texas press conference. You can see some pictures. Uh, the, the press conference in Texas is loaded on the website. And when we get done re-recording our press conference, uh, that will be loaded on uh, the website as well. And the press conferences are different. Texas, uh, their master of ceremonies was Dr. Pat Huff. And of course, we had Dr. Duke Pesta in Indiana, and he gave an absolutely awesome speech. So um, it, it'll be very interesting to, to hear. I don't know if he's going to be able to rebuild that speech because a lot of what he was saying was kind of impromptu. But we're going to have both. We're going to have the one that they cut us off, and we're going to have the one that we re-recorded. So um, you know, you'll be able to listen to both of them. And, um, you know, the, the, big, the thing I can say about ESSA, to put it in plain, simple terms, ESSA is not an education bill. It was a mental health bill. And right. we're, going to see, we're going to see a lot of our children being categorized as learning deprived. We're going to see a lot of our children being evaluated and assessed uh, under, for mental health issues. And, and it's all to, in order to change. They, if you go through the bill, you'll see things in there, uh, a program called Child Find, which has been around for a long time, but it's now codified in ESSA. And Child Find is where they evaluate, assess every child for a 
problem of some sort. And so they can give them money? Well, I mean, of course. I mean, they, they definitely, we all know that a child with IEP, IEP today, the school gets more money for every child that's on an IEP. It's about 2000 um, more. Right. So uh, you've got things like Child Find. Uh, ESSA codifies college and career-ready standards as a requirement. Well, the only approved college and career-ready standards are Common Core-aligned standards. And uh, this ESSA does not restore or return state or local control. Every state right now is required to send their education plan to the U.S. Department of Education to be approved. Now, what idiot, knowing that, could stand there and, and boldface lie to the public and say they've returned control of education to the states? Right. I mean, when you have to send your plan up to the U.S. Department of Education to be approved, that's not state control. So, uh, you know, there's just so much in this bill that is so egregious. I could go on for hours. But, you know, I think that the most dangerous thing is, is the evaluation of our children's attitudes, values, beliefs, dispositions, and behaviors. And it is all in an effort they're implementing and they codified social and emotional learning into ESSA. Right. And you're going to see more of this social and emotional learning taking the place of real education and real academics. And it's all in an effort to basically revamp the way our children think about the world and themselves and their family and God and whatever else you know, they, they can come up with. Um, but I do encourage you to just go to the website, you know, poke around. I mean, we've got a lot of information there. Uh, and just right now, the, the, the most important thing you can do is like our Facebook page and, um, you know, join up yeah. on the website to keep, it, to keep updated as to what we're doing. <laughs> um, and, and we're starting to partner. We're actually having groups come to us and want to partner with us uh, a very large group has over 45,000 members on Facebook called Choose to Refuse Common Core. Um, Rachel Cohen, who is the administrator yeah. of that, right, mm -hmm. uh, she actually uh, called me the other day, and we have partnered together. So she's going to be working with me, with us, on this child abuse in the classroom because she agrees that ESSA is a mental health bill and you know her concern is our children she says I don't care about the teachers I don't care about the parents I care about our children and so that to me was a, a wonderful you know she said we all have to start coming together and supporting yeah. this this fight fighting common core at the state and local level at this point is a waste of your time Right. It is codified in federal law. They are not, you know, they can tell you all they want that they've gotten rid of it. The state of Tennessee still has Common Core aligned standards. Think about the fact that all of our books are aligned with Common Core. The GED, the ACT. ACT has just come out with a new program. It's called ACT Tessera. T-E-S-S-E-R-A. Read it. It is social and emotional assessment of our children. What was the and first what are they, that, 
It's well, ACT. You know the regular ACT, ACT test that they're pushing down yeah. our throat? Right. Yeah. Well, this is like we have ACT Aspire, which is Common Core Aligned. Now they have ACT Tessera. It's T as in Tom, E as in Edward, S like in Sam, S like in Sam, E like in Edward, R like in Robert, A like in Apple, Tessera. Okay. It is a it is a program to measure your children's social and emotional their their values, their beliefs, their attitudes, their dispositions. And you know and so that's coming down the pike. There are some states that are already using it. I can tell you that I actually contacted ACT Tessera to see if the state of Tennessee has signed on. We have not signed on to it yet but it's just a matter of time. Tennessee is one of the lead states for social and emotional learning. There was yeah. only a handful, there was a handful of states that signed on to CASEL, C-A-S-E-L, which is an organization that puts together um, a state's plan to implement social and emotional learning. And about three or four years ago, Tennessee was one of just a half a dozen states that signed on to CASEL to start implementing and building these social and emotional um, programs. So, um, you know, I would not be surprised if we didn't bring ACT to Sarah into the state of Tennessee very soon as well. Question, are there blue states that are using this already? Um, I don't really know what states are actually using Tessera. It is new, um, you know, and, and, and I will reach out and ask them at, at the time when I did make my inquiry I was just concerned with Tennessee um, but you know you could go out and maybe just search around and see if, if any states are using it go out on Google and just you know do a Google search on ACT to Sarah um, but again I also was saying that the ACT the GED the SAT are all now aligned with Common Core the PISA, P-I-S-A, which is an international test. There's two international tests, PISA and TIMSS, T-I-M-S-S. Um, they are the two tests that they use to uh, determine um, a, a country's academic achievement. And PISA is the one that you know all the Common Core people love. That test is being rewritten by Pearson and it is to be implemented in the year of 2018. So the next time they uh, start testing students using PISA will be 2018, and they will be using a new test aligned with Common Core. So for those people who think what we're experiencing is an American education reform, this is not American. This is global. Well, Karen, for the sake of those that are listening that might want to become involved, do you have a list of, of the states that you don't have a captain Yes. Yeah, so on the website, there's a tab called State Coordinators, and you, it's got all the states plus D.C. Okay. And if you do not see a name next to a state, that means we're looking for a state coordinator. And we, one of the things that we do not do, we do not overwork our state coordinators. Everything we give you to do is easy. It's simple. 
Um, we all have lives. You know, one thing us conservatives, we actually do have to work and take care of families. We don't get paid to do this activist stuff. So, you know, we make that that state coordinator job as simple and easy and not overwhelming as possible. So um, most of the things that we give you to do are very simple. Your biggest job as a state coordinator is just bringing people on. Just bring people on to support what we're doing, to spread the word about what we're doing. That's your biggest job, really, as a state coordinator. And um, our state coordinators actually did send out the press release last week. But we provided all the information. We purchased the press release um, you know, for every state. So all of that was provided to the state coordinators. All they had to do was just put the email addresses in an email and send off the press releases. So we, you know, everything we do, we try to make it as easy as possible for the state coordinators. Right. Is there any um, um, initial investment involved for the state coordinators? Financial investment? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, no, there... no, there's no, no. We're, and we don't take, at this point, we don't take any donations for what we're doing. Everything we do, we do free. And, um, you know, I, I myself have spent some, you know, I've invested some of my own money. Anita Hogue, there's four national leaders. We've invested some of our own money into this, but we're not asking for any donations. All we're asking for is your time and your commitment and your support. Um, one of the things that we are going to do, if you look at the title on the Facebook, on the, the website, it's Child Abuse in the Classroom, a Legal Challenge to ESSA. We are prepared to take this to court and sue for what they're doing and because we can prove that ESSA is illegal. We can prove that ESSA is a violation of several federal laws. Anita Hogue, who is the matriarch of, of this campaign, actually sued the state of Pennsylvania for the exact same things that they're doing in ESSA. They tried this back in the late 80s, early 90s, where they were assessing in the state of Pennsylvania children's attitudes, values, beliefs, and dispositions. Anita proved that this was happening. She filed a lawsuit, took her four years, but she won that lawsuit against the state of Pennsylvania, and they had to pull all of those assessments out. It was called EQA. They had to pull them out of the state of Pennsylvania, and there was a law passed that they were not allowed to assess the children's attitudes, values, beliefs, and dispositions. Now we come 2017 and she's looking, you know, we're looking at the very exact same thing all over again. So, and, and the funny part of it was the lawyer that she worked with over 20 years ago was Jay Sekulow. Really? <laughs> yes, who is, now, who is now President Trump's lawyer. So we're trying to get in touch with Jay Sekulow and kind of, get him and Anita hooked back up again. And he does live in Tennessee, so if anybody has a contact, let me know. Um, well, because he does. My, as my luck would have it today, I was in his office. If you will give well, me Tammy's, that... One of Tammy's good you, friends works in his office. Yeah. Yes. Well, he knows, like I said, he knows Anita very well. They worked together over 20 years ago. 
And um, it's just that, you know, she has lost contact with him, of course. She says she hasn't talked to him in 20 years. So, um, Tammy, can I kind of get with you after after this or tomorrow? Yes, absolutely. Okay. If we can hook the two of them up together, I think it would be great. So, anyhow, I slapped my jaws now for, for a half hour. If this is a global issue, why are we not taking it up with the federal government? Well, that's what we are doing. That's what we are doing. That this this press release went out to um, President Trump. It went out to all of the press and the media, hoping that we get attention drawn to what we're doing. Because you know, the more attention we get drawn to what we're doing, the better our chances are. Our goal is to have a face-to-face meeting with President Trump. I do not believe, and I have personal reason to believe, that they are isolating him from the truth about education. And yeah. I, have, I have my own personal experience. I came within inches of getting a, a face-to-face with Donald Trump prior to him winning the nomination. I had worked with one of his national people for several months organizing this, getting a panel together, we were like this close, and they said, well, can you tell us you know, what you're going to be talking about? Well, when they found out that we were not in support of Common Core and that we were basically on the other side of the fence, the, uh, the panel was canceled. The whole okay, thing well, was just- uh, my suggestion is this. I'm going to give you, I would like to connect and... Uh, have you give me your information, and I will reach out to Senator Cruz, who is also an advocate. He'll get it in front of Trump. Okay. Well, that you know, we advocate we want to be able to get we want to be I able like to get Anita Hogue to sit down and lay out for him the truth about ESSA because he is a Trump Debo's all of them. They are firmly supportive of ESSA because they're only hearing you know, Lamar Alexander's side of the story. And there, he's not hearing the other side of the story. And, and we believe that he's an intelligent man. If you give him both sides of the story, that he's going to be able to look at it and piece it together and decide, you know, what side of the story he's going to choose to follow. And that's his choice. But at least give us an opportunity to lay out, you know, what we know is the truth about ESSA and about what's happening in education, and it's it's um, you know it's I'll, it's not I'll good. I'll do my level best. Um, I I can reach out to his his office directly. Okay. And who's speaking? My name is Jill Hamilton. Oh hi, how are you? Thank no, you. Fine, and um, I'm in Indiana as well. <laughs> oh, are you really? Yes, okay. ma'am. It was great there. Gas was only two dollars and nineteen cents. I was Yeah. <laughs> I was I was so surprised. Very nice there. And uh your capital is beautiful, but they did cut the speakers off, the microphones off. Uh, well that that doesn't surprise me a whole lot to be honest with you. Right. And we are trying to get a meeting with uh Representative Rokita. Representative Rokita actually did send uh someone from his office to attend our press conference. And um, like I said, about three-quarters of the way through Dr. Duke Pesta's presentation, they actually cut the uh, microphones off, and we had no microphones. So 
it um it was quite a nightmare but you know what we just kept talking anyhow <laughs> well you know one of the things that i can assure you is that um i know that that cruz does still talk with trump on a regular basis so um you know if i can get the information um in front of him he'll reach out to whoever he needs to if there's questions okay. and I believe that he will take a look at it and that he will try to get it in front of the president. Um, I really okay. do. Because he's okay. a fighter. I mean, there is no doubt about it. He is a fighter for the people. And, he, you know, he's got two little girls, and I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt that, it, that if it's going to affect our children in our schools, um, then he is somebody that would definitely go forth and do what he can to try to fix it. So if we know there's problems, and, you know, I, I one thing I've learned about supporting him is that, you know, he was a junior senator. This is, He's going for a second term in 2018. So there are a lot of things that might have happened 20 years ago. Now, he's a constitutional genius, <laughs> but that doesn't mean he knows about this information. So that's why I'm right. saying Whatever happened well, 20- oh. most of them don't. I mean, when when they pulled this out, uh, it was presented to the House on Monday, and they voted on it on Wednesday. Now, I'm sorry. There's no way that they scrutinized a 1,061-page bill in nope. 48 hours. Nope. You know, they so this, this was Obamacare. This was Obamacare all over again. Um, let me give you my email address. And if you would email me, then that way we can start a, a, a contact. It's Karen, K-A-R-E-N, yep. dot, dot, yep. Bracken, B, Bracken, B as in boy, R-A-C-K-E-N, yep. at Reagan, R-E-A-G-A-N, dot com. And if you'll just send me an email, and then that way, you know, we can kind of start a communication together, and and I'll I'll give you whatever you you need, Absolutely. and I'll be happy to because you know again, okay. uh, the most important thing, and and here's another thing I'm going to tell you, um, it's going overnight express mail, it is okay. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. And yeah, I mean, we we've sent, I mean, thousands and thousands of press releases out. Um, you know, our goal is to, like I said, hopefully be able to sit sit with somebody. I mean, we we talked to Rokita's representative, and we said, you know, he was the sponsor of HR five, which was the House bill. He was one of two sponsors of HR five, which was the House bill that was the House contribution to ESSA. So Mr. Rokita played a very big role in getting, you know, this garbage passed. And um, so we did talk to his representative about uh, getting a meeting with with Todd Rokita. I also sent – he gave me all his contact information, this representative. I sent him an email the very next day asking him to please set up a meeting in D.C., Indiana. We will go anywhere that is convenient for Representative Rokita to meet with him. So um, we have gotten absolutely no response, which I'm not surprised because he doesn't really want to talk about it. So. Uh, okay. So, Karen, would you like to come back on and say a month, come back on maybe a month or so and give sure. us an update? All right. Sure, Everybody sure. sent your email. We're trying to keep our calls to an hour. Oh, uh, I'm anybody sorry. else? No, 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 no. Does anybody else have any questions that are on with us? 
Can you think of anything, Karen, that we haven't covered? I've taken copious no. notes. No, you're you're <laughs> great, Tommy, and I'll I'll be in touch with you, and and we'll see. Maybe we can get Anita and Jay Sekolo hooked up together again. Yes, most definitely. I will be going into the office at ten, so I'm kind of uh, out of pocket between ten and two, because my office now is right outside my lead attorney's office, so I don't really get on the phone. <laughs> Okay, no, that's all right. That's all right. You, you give me a call. You give me a call yeah. tomorrow. You've got my number. Call me whenever oh, it's convenient for you. Absolutely, absolutely, I will. Uh, thank we you thank so, you so much. much. I appreciate Karen. it. This is this is a lot of good information, and um, I'm going to pass it down through my people in Murfreesboro, and we will see if we can get you some more hits on your Facebook page and all get right, some more. Guys. So thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Very bye-bye. interesting. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. Fabian, would you like to announce our winner for tonight? What? The winner? Oh, Justice Roy Moore has won the Alabama runoff and will no face Trump will the Democrat. I'm sorry? Trump will be upset. <laughs> I don't. I don't no, think he, so. He, he thinks he's going to work more and work work with him. I don't think so because Trump Trump was kind of in a precarious spot with that race <laughs> in Alabama. That he was. <laughs> okay, and yeah. I politically speaking, from a from a political advisor's point of view, I tell you what, let's let's go off the air before we discuss this. Uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in to Ragtag Radio. We invite you to tune in each and every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Lefty Coast, and uh, 10 p.m. Zulu time. And uh, Next week we'll we have invite- our historian talking about uh, the statues coming down. We invite you to tune in each and every week for something new and exciting and Jill. And... Uh, Never know what's coming out of this program. We've got, like she said, talking about statues uh, next week. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about the opioid epidemic in uh, in the United States, uh, the problem, and hopefully offer some solutions. How did we get to this point? Did pharmaceuticals play a part in it, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, We're also going to be talking about, and some of you are going to roll your eyes, but this is a big topic for me, especially over the last couple of days. But we're going to come back and talk about the food stamp program. And we're going to talk some facts and some numbers from all 50 states, Washington, D.C., Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. I found out some interesting stuff this week while taking phone calls for my job. So we invite you to tune in also, and I'm going to do a shameless plug here because, well, I'm the host and I can. On Thursday nights, we... <coughs> Excuse me. Have rekindled our weekly Bible series. We are in part two of prayer. So join us. That is on code one four two double o seven. Because I am the secret agent. That's one four two double o seven. Come over and uh, learn and fellowship and talk about what we've learned and what we fellowship about and you know maybe learn something in the process. And on Friday nights we do political straight talk with the political superman and our roundtable. Some of the roundtables on here, some isn't. That is Friday nights, 10 o'clock Eastern Time, and that can be found at code 48063. Anyway, thank everybody for tuning in. Remember, 
got to stand for something or you fall for anything. Freedom isn't free. Thank the soldiers for without them, we wouldn't be able to do this. Thank the families and soldiers for without them, we wouldn't have an all-volunteer army. On behalf of the Ragtag Patriots Board of Directors, I say have a good night, everybody. <laughs>